Hey yo, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm Sabrina, here to chat with you about what it takes to look and feel like a badass. Fun fact, it's not about 1200 calorie diets and workouts you hate. Nope. Instead, we'll talk about lifestyle habits, mindset, and attitude around sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, all dumped in a great big bucket of self-awareness and personal growth. Each week, I'll give you strategies and actions that you can apply directly into your day-to-day life so that you're making sustainable changes over time. So if you're ready to get your shit together, for reals this time, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, welcome back my friends. I hope you're doing well and that May has been good to you so far. Special shout out for this month as Mental Health Awareness Month. Every year in my day job, I spend May working to engage people in mental health conversations and working to destigmatize mental health. In that sense, I think it's also interesting that my soberversary lands in Mental Health Awareness Month as substance use disorders and addiction are part of the mental health family. Last week, I celebrated two years sober, and it's just all really near and dear to my heart, so I just wanted to give it a little bit of a shout out um, on this episode And I mention all of this because this week, as part of my day job and the mental health awareness campaign, there's a big focus on movement and exercise for mental health, which could almost be my entire platform, but I digress. With all of that, you would think that would be the focus of today's topic. Instead, though, I'd like to keep that part simple and say exercise and fitness is very, very good for stress management and mental health and is a great reason to make movement part of your daily habits. Now, all of that being said, today kicks off the last week of the Be Badass With Me mini challenge. In this challenge, I've been walking you through creating and implementing healthy habits in areas of sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, with opportunities to practice habits that help you feel like your best and most badass self. I'll do a wrap-up episode for it next week, but this week, we have one more movement and exercise topic to tackle. I have had a hard time figuring out what to address in these in-between episodes because there are just so many things that I could talk about. For this one, I want to try and take the so many things to talk about and turn it into some sort of debunking or factor fiction type of episode. If you take a trip down the fitness rabbit hole on social media, you see all kinds of crazy things, hear all kinds of crazy things, and they're usually spouted from the mouths of people who are so attractive, so ripped, so hot that not only do you feel like a rotting sack of potatoes, but you also buy into whatever comes out of their perfect little mouths because, hey, maybe if you do what they do, you can have fitfluencer status too. If this is a trap that you've fallen into before, or perhaps even a trap that you are in the middle of right now, I recommend putting yourself on a social media timeout and instead pay real close attention to real people in your life who aren't captured in perfect lighting and filtered all to hell and back. Ultimately, exercise and movement is something that, in my experience working with people, is intimidating and or comes with lofty expectations. So let's dive into some of those common beliefs about fitness and exercise and set some records straight. One, No matter what anyone tells you or whatever kind of clickbait title they put on a video thumbnail or in a caption, you can't spot reduce fat. Said another way, you can't target fat on your body, such as belly pooch, chicken wings, or other derogatory ways to describe perfectly normal body parts. You don't get to choose where you lose fat on your body. And for the record, the best way to reduce fat is not through exercise, 
but instead through your diet. Now, what you can do is target specific parts of your body to build muscle. I highly recommend exercising your whole body because from a day-to-day functional standpoint, you use your entire body. So work out your entire body. From an aesthetic perspective, if you want nice arms or great legs or whatever, you can give those areas a little extra love through targeted exercises. That is not going to spot reduce fat, but it will build muscle in that area and give you some definition. But as I mentioned, please prioritize your entire body. Do not get hyper-focused on one specific spot. Two, toning up is just a feminized way of saying build muscle, so let's call it what it is, building muscle. I don't have a lot to say about this one, except that there is really no difference between the two things, except that they are two different words saying the same goddamn thing. Toning up is muscle building, period. It continues to be used in promoting exercise for women because there's still this fear, even today, which is, it just blows my mind, of women getting bulky from weight training. So they don't want to build muscle, they just want to quote unquote tone up. To that, I'll say toning up is building muscle and reducing body fat for your muscle definition to show, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. So ladies, don't be afraid of building muscle. Muscle is healthy. Muscle serves you functionally day to day. And in my opinion, muscle is sexy. You're not going to look like a bodybuilder by curling seven pound dumbbells, so chill out. Related to that, number three, lifting weights does not inherently make you bulky. You know those pictures of bodybuilders and and fitness competitors? Guess what? That takes a shit ton of dedicated hard work and a lot of time. Not just for a few months, but for many years. So if you're afraid of getting too big, trust me, you won't. You have to want that and work for it to happen. I'm going to leave that rant there and move on, but if you want to hear more on this topic, I can get into that at another time. It is something that... It's it's one of those things that really grinds my gears and I, I just, I have a tendency to ramble, which is why I'm just going to leave it there. Next, number four, you don't have to sweat for your workout to count. For some clarity, your body works to regulate its internal temperature to keep your body safe and functioning. Sweating is one of the ways that your body naturally cools itself. When you sweat, that doesn't necessarily mean you've had an amazing, effective workout. It could but really it just means that you engaged in movement that increased your body temperature and your body is doing what it's supposed to do in cooling it down. With that being said, you can absolutely exercise and engage in physical activity without your body needing to sweat to cool you down. This is really common with strength training, depending on your training style. In strength training, when training specifically for strength and often for hypertrophy, which is building your muscle size, you need adequate rest between sets. And often, that rest between sets is enough for your body to cool down without breaking a sweat. Obviously, this is going to be different for everyone, so if you sweat during strength training, that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. If you don't sweat during strength training, that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It's going to look different for everyone. My point is, if you walk, do yoga, lift weights, or whatever else, and you don't break a sweat, your activity still counts. Now, the ambiguous part of this, of course, is what the fuck does count mean? In the world of Sabrina and Realm of the Badasses, counts means you've engaged in intentional movement for the betterment of your mental or physical health. No, this is not a clinical definition, and realistically, what counts is going to depend on your goals. But in general, just know that if you're moving your body to support your overall health, you're good. 
Again, related to that, number five, your workout doesn't need to be a certain amount of time for it to count. Same rules apply for the the term count here. Yes, you should be trying to achieve the 150 minutes of moderate exercise every week, which is what's recommended by the Physical Activities Guidelines for Americans. This 150 minutes of moderate exercise every week breaks down to about 30 minutes five days a week. That being said, that does not mean that it should be all at once necessarily. The nice thing about moving your body is it can be done in 10 minute chunks, 20, 30, 60, however much time you have. In fact, it's better for your body to move regularly throughout the day rather than do one longer, more intense workout and then spend the rest of the day being sedentary. Now, I say it's better for your body in the sense that you are looking to achieve just overall good health. Obviously, if you have more specific goals, you may need to change your training style to achieve those goals. But generally speaking, it is going to be much better for your body to break up movement throughout your day. And if you are somebody who's training more intensely, you are still going to want to move to some extent throughout the day because it's just really not good for us to do a lot of movement and then follow that up with a whole lot of sitting on your ass. Your body doesn't like that. Spread it out throughout the day if you can. Anyway, my point in all that is if you're worried about not having time or whatever, break it up into however long you have and make it work for you and your lifestyle. If all you have is five or 10 minutes at a time, take it, use it, that still works. And for what it's worth, you also don't need to be working out five to six days a week. If you choose to engage in a structured exercise routine, you might see programs promoting these really rigorous routines. And you know what? It's just not necessary, not for most fitness goals. Or I guess I should say not for most general health goals. If you are a really intense trainer, chances are you're probably outside of the audience that I'm speaking to. And the last thing I'll say about that is obviously moving your body daily is good for you 100%. That doesn't mean that you need to be engaging in a structured workout every single day. If you're largely sedentary now, focus on adding just a little bit of extra movement every day. The little baby steps will absolutely add up and it'll get easier and it'll be more enjoyable as you start to feel the benefits of movement. Notice I said feel, not see, because so many of the benefits of physical activity come from how exercise and movement makes you feel, both in your body and in your mind. Okay, number six, there's no one quote unquote best form of exercise. Variety will always be your friend. I understand where influencers, coaches, and trainers are coming from when it comes to clickbait and whatnot about how this one exercise is all you need and blah, blah, blah. Let me assure you there's no one best thing. The best thing you can do for yourself is incorporate a variety of movement into your day-to-day because different kinds of activities and exercises and movement will support you in different ways. Cardio is wonderful for your heart and respiratory system. Strength training is great for your muscles and your bones. Stretching, yoga, and other forms of martial arts are great for stability and balance. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of overlap among these things, and I certainly haven't covered every different kind of exercise there is, but just as a very generalized lay of the land, no one thing is better than the other. If you want to prioritize the types of movement you enjoy the most, that's totally fine. Just try to remember to get a variety of movement as best you can. Number seven, workouts don't need to be complex to be effective. Here's the thing. 
Especially if you're perusing social media, you're going to see a lot of very fit people doing a lot of stupid things, often while also calling it a challenge, in order to get you to try it or show off what they are capable of. For the love of all holy hamburgers, do not try to do these things that people are doing. Darwinism will eventually win out. Obviously, I'm poking fun here, but in all seriousness, some of the things people do for views and clicks are downright dangerous, and at the end of the day, you do not need to do a bunch of overly choreographed movements for exercises to be effective. Aside from generic fitness influencers, a great example of this is beach body workouts. I haven't done beach body workouts in years, but I keep tabs on the programs that come out because, well, it's a train wreck and I can't help but watch. My point, though, is that some of the exercises in those programs are so over the top that it's been compared to breakdancing. As one of my favorite YouTubers says, just because you're doing more doesn't mean you're doing more. That's Brianna Jewell, and I'll link to her channel in the show notes. But what she means is that you don't have to do a single leg deadlift into a front row before going back into a reverse lunge and haloing the weights around your head and on and on and on, all for one movement. And that sounds dramatic, but it's pretty common for trainers to combine a variety of movements to try and fit more movement into a shorter amount of time to try and meet this need for people who just don't have much time to work out. Good intentions in some cases, but the problem with this is that the more complicated it is, the more likely people are to do it in a way that's ineffective at best and dangerous at worst. Proper form when weightlifting is super important because it can be easy to injure yourself. Another example is people just doing stupid shit in the gym like strapping benches and other random equipment to their waist while they do pull-ups. And it's just like, why? Keep things simple. It's the best way to get the most out of the exercises that you're doing. Number eight, you don't need to be a cardio queen for weight loss. I'm going to be brief on this one and just say that there's this misconception for a lot of people still that when someone wants to lose weight, that the best exercise they can do is cardio. Cardio is great for you. And yes, you will most likely burn more calories doing a cardio workout than you would with a weight training workout. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that when your body is at rest, muscle burns more calories than fat. When you do cardio training, you're burning more calories in the moment, but you're not necessarily in the long run. And no matter what, you're not burning as many calories as the cardio machine is telling you that you've burned. So if, if you live and die by the number on the cardio machine, it's not accurate. So just try and keep that in mind. So which should you do? Both. Which one should you prioritize? It depends on your goals. Again, cardio is great for your heart and respiratory system, and strength training is great for your muscles and your bones. And from my own biased opinion coming from the perspective of somebody who really hates cardio workouts, I will always try and find a way to get everything I need out of strength training, even if it means turning a strength training routine into a circuit training so that I do get some of those cardiovascular benefits because I, I want all the benefits. I want to be strong and have good endurance and good flexibility and not be in pain. I'm asking a lot, I know, but I want everything. So anyway, let's move on. Number nine, despite what influencers say, you don't need supplements. Pre-workout, creatine, BCAAs, and bullshit like that, you don't need it. Don't stress about it. Save your money. If you are a fitness competitor or you have athletic goals, then sure, maybe some of this stuff has a place in your overall routine. Big fat maybe, 
But ultimately, for the average everyday person who just wants to feel amazing every day and live a fulfilling life feeling good in their body, you don't need supplements. Keep in mind that fitness influencers on social media are on social media as part of their job. It's how they make money. They are going to try and sell you whatever they can. Sometimes they're trying to sell you an aspiration for what to look like or what to be able to do. And sometimes it's going to be products like supplements, energy bars, and whatever else. Sometimes that's going to be through sponsorships with companies, not necessarily their own products. So just be aware of that. That doesn't make stuff like that inherently bad. It's just something to be aware of. And you know what? If you really want to take supplements, if you really think it's going to be supportive of your goals, I do recommend talking with your doctor or a registered dietitian to find out what you might actually need and what is safe for you because not everything is going to be safe. Supplements are not regulated, so just keep that in mind as well. And also, most of the things that you are looking to get out of supplements, you can get from a balanced, healthy diet. If you are eating a diet that leaves you lacking in some areas, then yes, supplementation might be right for you. But again, it is going to be very specific to the individual, so please talk with your provider. Do not listen to assholes on social media trying to sell you things, even if they're hot assholes. I don't care. Just don't buy their stuff. Yes, I'm oversimplifying it, but still. Can you tell that I'm a little worked up about trying people trying to sell me things all the fucking time? It's gotten to the point where I don't even really like being on social media anymore because it's basically like a curated list of ads. Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with advertising on social media. It would just be really nice just to be entertained without feeling the need to get my credit card out. So anyway, unexpected little tangent. I'm going to move right on from that. Um, one thing I want to mention real quick is that I know I'm talking a lot about fitness influencers specifically, and that's because that's where a lot of the problematic content is coming from. Though I do want to acknowledge that it's not the only place this could be coming from. Instagram and TikTok are particularly problematic, so just be careful about who you choose to trust as far as information goes. Let's wrap things up with number 10, and this is more general health-based stuff. Your health is not determined by what you look like. So if you're basing your success and your wins on what you look like, Keep in mind that that's not necessarily a reflection of your health. What I recommend when it comes to exercise and activity is to gauge your success and your wins on things other than what you look like or what the scale weight shows. Are you improving your running speed, distances, or improving your endurance? Are you lifting heavier in the gym? Is it getting easier? Are you able to do more complex movements? Are you able to play longer with your kids without getting tired? Is your mood better after a workout? Are you able to move better more easily and pain-free throughout your day? Are you sleeping better? Think beyond just the aesthetic or the visuals that you might see as a result of working out because those changes are so slow that it's going to take a really long time for you to see them. And when people really set their sights on being able to see the changes a lot of times they don't stick with it because it takes so long to see those changes that they get discouraged and think it's not working and they give up. So I strongly encourage you to find things that you can keep track of and gauge and acknowledge your wins that don't have anything to do with what you look like. Okay, so all of that being said, exercise and physical activity can absolutely support your weight management goals. 
when paired with healthy nutrition habits and can support your health in so many different ways. And I strongly encourage you to keep these things in mind as you try to decide how and where to fit movement into your life. The last thing I'll say on this whole thing is that, like I've said so many times before, engage in movement you enjoy and that fits your life. Don't worry so much about what you should do first, in what order, what time of day, or whatever. Learn the basics before you try and really fine-tune all of these details that ultimately, in the big scheme of things, they don't matter for the average person. The best workout is the one you can make a part of your life for the long term. The best time of day is going to be the time that works best in your schedule. The best type of exercise is going to be the kind that serves your health needs and your goals and that you like enough to continue to do day after day after day or, you know, a few times a week or whatever that looks like. You don't need to do burpees, run up hills or stairs, do CrossFit or whatever else. If you like those things, awesome, do them. If you don't, don't worry about it. You don't even need to join a gym. There are so many amazing ways to support your body and your health through a variety of movement in other settings. Play around and find what works best for you. I'm going to wrap it up there, and I know that so many of those things were kept really high level and could really benefit from being broken down more specifically and given more specific examples, but there are just so many different things that I see out there, especially on social media when it comes to fitness, and there are so many people out there who are spewing information or sharing dangerous content for the sake of clicks and views and follows and all of these things. And it just breaks my heart because it's serving the content creator and it is not serving their audience and it is not helping people in a way that is going to be sustainable, safe, and effective. So I hope that you learned something today or that this was at least interesting for you and got you thinking differently about how you incorporate movement and exercise into your daily routine and that you have some ideas for what this looks like for you now and as you progress in creating a healthy lifestyle that really helps you feel like your best and most badass self. If you've been following along with the Be Badass Challenge with me, thank you so much for coming along on this journey. There are some things that, given the opportunity to do again, I would do them differently. I would think about some things differently. But ultimately, I hope that you got something out of it, that you learned something, and that you were able to make some small improvements in your life through healthy habits that support your sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement. So with all that being said, I will be back next week with a wrap-up for my overall thoughts on the challenge, and I will try and be connecting with you guys on Instagram or Facebook if I can get past the sea of ads, and we'll go from there. Season 2 of Badass is the New Skinny will wrap up at 50 episodes, which really just kind of blows my mind. Um, and then I will be taking a summer break. I'm not really sure yet what this looks like. I know I mentioned briefly a couple of episodes ago that Badass is the New Skinny is going to be put on pause for a little bit while I just take some time to chill and regroup. The intention right now is to return. I've been thinking more and more recently about what I want and what things look like. And so as I kind of get a better handle on that and as I've had some time to just rest and relax, we'll see what happens. Either way, more information to come. I will provide some more details as we wrap up season two of Badass is the New Skinny. So again, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that this was helpful. Please remember to go and do something that brings you joy and makes you smile. And I will catch up with you next time. Later. 
Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram, tag a friend or two, and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Catch you next time. Later.